Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the latest episode of Caravan 13. We are back. Obviously, this is James the DM. We have part of the druid, Vareed the Eldritch Knight. And once again, we have Gorak the Ranger, our resident sorcerer, had family matters once again, as this is an off-recording day. So we're just going to proceed forward. It kind of works. Last we left off, you guys had just fought a skeleton demon thingy and fought it off with a man wielding a lightsaber, essentially, before it was sucked away into a very strange portal of potential resurrection. Spoiler alert, it's probably going to come back because that's what its character does. However, there are more pressing matters as we move forward into the actual meat of the episode. You guys notice in this maybe 10-foot-wide tunnel that has you got your dark vision is now permanently active we'll just say this cave is dark mm-hmm. only uh maybe Vareed's sword has he if he's finally drawn it and uh percival's sunbeam sword uh i believe it's actually just called the sunlight blade your swords are putting off actual light the rest of it's just your dark vision seeing down in and you definitely hear i would say three things you hear uh, a lot of footsteps. You hear sword swinging and spells being cast. Hmm. However, to uh, Vareed and to Parda, you hear a very sign- a sound of a spell that's very significant to you. You recognize the sound specifically of the spell it is not the book though that is a good secondary significant and it's actually still who i'm referring to (laughs) (laughs) chad's just kind of like off camera acknowledged what i've just said um WTF, bro. I think so. I don't know which spell he's talking about. I just I need to what him to say. Yeah, yeah, it's that spell. So anyway, um, we are going to, uh, for lack of better words, we're gonna skip pleasantries. I'm not gonna lie. This episode was not well planned in advance. I wasn't quite sure if we were gonna be able to meet up this week as of recording this. So I had the gist of it going, like, written down in outlines, but it's not as, say, well-prepared as our other offerings this season. So you'll have to forgive my, I'll just call it, uh, novice preparation. But that won't stop me from having fun terrifying my players all the same. Oh, a bird. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if that was a, uh, and never mind. I'm not going to make the bird joke. Anyway, you guys walk, you guys proceed to fight down the original tunnel with Percival. And Vareed, he notices your sword. And he looks and he goes, you must be Master Veridoth. Yes. You, you might find it strange, as I doubt you've introduced yourself. <laughs> Chair, no. I heard a twang under my chair. <laughs> that made me nervous. Anyway, um, he he knows of you. Mm-hmm. 
And I assume that the young elf would be the bubbly Pardis. No, she died a long time ago. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Lying little elf. No, I'm not joking, guys. If I lean back. Yeah, that happens with these chairs. It pops. Chairs are older than Sarah. Why am I sitting on them? Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, hold on. Okay, uncomfortableness aside, that I might break this chair live on podcast. <laughs> oh, I see why. Stop looking. <laughs> I'm sitting on folded steel, and it's about to be three times folded steel. My fat ass terrifies me. Anyway! Tangent. <laughs> Moving forward. Da, 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 da. He knows you're lying because he knows who you are. <laughs> However, the orc doesn't quite match his description. You must be Gorak. Oi. Yes. What? Nothing. They said you'd be bigger. I think you were thinking of the wrong thing. <laughs> the line I was looking for was opinions vary, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll skip the Roadhouse reference today. <laughs> Next time, however. And he, he, he basically notes that um, he, he had notes for two orcs is something you might have picked up on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So he, he's, he looked at the first one, went, not him, second one, so you must be Gorak. And then he, he kind of goes... Wasn't there a second elf that was supposed to be here? A, a sorcerer? He's preoccupied. I see. I mean, you guys are all just still walking. And he's only the... a half elf. Still elven. But half elf. Bigot. <laughs> <laughs> Bigot! Yep! She's a true blood. You're like filthy mud blood. <laughs> Malfoy! You're a Malfoy now, Parta. Damn it. Ten points from Slytherin. <laughs> All right, enough Harry Potter references. I'm sorry. That That's the point you can tell I'm not prepared because I'm trying to make up for my lack of preparation with references. Moving forward. You guys walk in the tunnel for about five minutes as the... Uh, the slinging of spells grow louder, and you guys notice that the swords stop swinging, but the spells continue until you see several flashes of bright light, and then, Sarah, your reference comes true. You hear a loud boom that echoes down the chamber you're in, and it just reverberates through the walls and causes rocks to tumble down the side a little bit. Fair enough. Yeah. This is a no, right? I'm hearing things, right? Mm, you're not. Oh, boy. You you hear a sort of indiscriminate shouting. You notice Percival's, like, picked up the pace. He's, he's kind of doing a, like, shield up, sword out, like, sprint. Like, just mm-hmm. barely, basically the eye line just above the shield, keeping himself covered as he runs around the corner. Cool. Um, are you guys going to try and keep up with him, or you're like, fuck it, this, he's got somewhere to be, I I know what's up there, I'm not fucking with this. I'm keeping up with him. Oh. Bold choice. Uh, you hear, uh, what about you two? Yeah. 
Might as well. <laughs> <coughs> but he can keep the lead, so that means he I can He keeps be like the 10. lead. I'm basically keeping in front of her. Okay. I would say, Mac, you kind of saw Percival take off, and you're like, we're moving? Yay! <laughs> you actually are getting to stretch your legs a little bit. Bullshit. The other two are you're like, what the fuck? We just both look at each other going, you guys, start just, you guys start doing the 2K marathon jog. You're like... <laughs> anyway, uh, Mac, mm-hmm. Vareed and Percival both round the corner as you see Garrick actual Garrick not fuck me like I'm just gonna make a joke Garrick actual like older white haired Garrick with his metal arm and book Mm. in front of his excellency's face (laughs) and he casts a spell that straight up just blows his head off oh my you literally turn the corner to see his excellency at the end of his book, and then he gets blasted into the ground. Oh, fuck. There's about two dozen soldiers around the edge of the room with their like throats cut and shit. <laughs> you see a bunch of bodies spilling everywhere, puddles of blood. You see a bunch of scorch marks and everything. And you notice the room is has like a light spell cast above it. There are like no shadows in this room, mm-hmm. nothing. So there's nowhere for undead to hide. And you just see Garrett close the book, and return like put it at his side, and he looks at you guys. And he has this look of quiet remorse on his face. And the only words out of his mouth at this moment, like, he looks like he wants to say something. And Percival's like, you traitor! That was his excellency! He he tries to, like, put his hands up, and Percival, like, charges him. (laughs) Garrick just all of a sudden, like, snaps his fingers, and you notice a particularly strange green and yellow energy kind of in encloses around Sir Percival and keeps him in place. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now. Harsh language never solved problems, Percival. And he starts pacing. So you should know that. You that? guys now turn around and see what's left of his excellency on the floor, slumped, slumped in a heap, and Percival's trapped in a cage of sorts. Please tell me that wasn't Actually, his excellency. I was thinking Please the same tell thing. me you were killing a shapeshifter, Garrick. Why would that matter, old friend? Mm. By the way, I'm going to need uh, Xanathar's because it's not in my phone. I'm sorry, my dear. Probably because you just want to finish the job and you're unsatisfied that his excellency was killed. I'm assuming I feel we finally caught up there. For all of hot if you are against them. Oh my. Oh, that's actually not what that does. Interesting. Ooh, even better. There actually is a spell I'm looking for, but it's not what I was casting. Anyway, we're going to say I'm casting uh, the spell anyway. The Swampy Bubble Booger? No. <laughs> no, no, um... You guys notice that a 
really foul essence seems to leave His Excellency's body. Okay, we'll say it this way. He casts Hold Person on Percival. Okay. For flair, it just looks like a cage. This is when he casts what he... I think actually Hold Person might be Concentration, so he couldn't do that either. Damn it! This is what I meant. <laughs> Hold. Hold. Derek can cast Warlock Bullshit. doesn't matter. Yes, he can, but I still have to follow the rules. You fuck just because I want a rule of cool the fact that he casts both Soul Cage and... Hold person doesn't mean shit. Either way, uh, he definitely... Oh, no, it's just an action. Oh, no, concentration. Damn it. Okay, you can have that back. Anyway, uh, he casts hold person on it, and you guys see the foul essence leave his excellency's body. The fuck was that? Unfortunately, your intuitions are correct, Vareed, he says, looking at Percival. That thing was not His Excellency. His Excellency died two weeks ago in his quarters. That thing has been parading in his body. Wait, including calling us. This is when he, he, he lets go of Percival now that he's revealed that wasn't actually His Excellency. Hopefully Percival will calm down and he traps Soul Cage on that little spirit. I thought paladins were supposed to be wise and just, Percival. Percival seems oddly silent. <laughs> what? He's processing? Yeah, Percival's just like, wait, what the fuck? Now, what did you say, Mac? Or one of you, one of you said something about then, wait, so if he's been dead for two weeks, how... Did how are did, we free? And did he call us or did the fate call us? For us, I should say. Who do you think? The fakey. He uh, raises his <laughs> hands. <laughs> Thank you for the jailbreak. You're welcome. Oh. Yeah, you, his excellency would have had you out a long time ago. Unfortunately, ever since your imprisonment, things have had a little bit of a rough time. I don't have the time or the energy to explain it to you, but um, we'll be in touch. Maybe. However, there are far more pressing matters at hand. Percival. You notice he looks rather brooding and quiet. He looks down towards his feet. You notice Garrick eyes him suspiciously. Any of you have any words in this situation? What's going to happen now? Well, I think that depends on whether or not Percival acts on his instincts. Which is to slaughter you, even though you slaughtered a ghost? Well, and he turns towards him. I have a feeling Percival wasn't here under the purest of intentions. Oh, does he want something? Percival, like, looks towards you guys, and you notice his eyes turned a paid shale of blue. What? Hmm. How pretty. Would you be willing to sell one of those eyes? He draws his blade and points it towards you, Parda. No? You wouldn't sell it? Poor How long have you known? Oh, 
I think the fact that you eagerly drew a sword to someone you'd been serving for who knows how long definitely seemed an odd amount suspicious considering you are first of your house in the Holy See. Surely someone of your power would understand that an immortal was fucking dead. He just sort of looks at Garrick in a way of... He definitely has this murderous intent in his eyes. Be real. You knew he died. And you still went along with this charade. That tells me somebody paid you off. Garrick kind of like looks towards you guys. He looks Vareed. Like over one and like... Then to you. Percival has a slight twist in his wrist. And uh, you all of a sudden you see like Garrick just like kind of almost like plane shipped behind him <laughs> and grabs his wrist. You notice his blade is this far, maybe an inch away from your neck. You're that offended that I wanted your eyeballs? I said I paid Vareed, you feel a tap on your shoulder. <laughs> oh, fuck. Vareed, I'm not joking. You felt a tap on your shoulder. I swing with my sword. Nothing is there. But on your left side, opposite where you swang, you hear in a voice almost ethereal, it was good seeing you. Slightly feminine. And then the whis- the wind kisses the bottom of your ear and nothing. Chad's face. <laughs> Chad's face is beautiful. Oh, oh. Secrets. Secrets. <laughs> you feel your heart beating a little faster. And when you like, you kind of like, at this point, you understand, Percival kind of has, like, this murderous intent. He, he does not like the fact he's been found out. <coughs> Garrick just straight up stopped him from attacking Parda. That's what the mm-hmm. 20 was for. Otherwise, <laughs> I would have rolled him to attack Parda, and mm. that would have been it. Um, we do, 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 do. Oh. <laughs> it's not everyone's day. Nope. Uh, so... This only ends one way for you. You know what Arcturus does to people who sin. I'm afraid that your fate is far worse than being sentenced to the frozen north, old friend. No, no, I'm pretty sure that your pound of flesh will leave only a skeleton. And he throws him, like, down to the ground by his wrist. And he basically opens up a little purple gate. And kicks him into it. Holding him by just his arm. And you watch his arm spit, like, just start, like, 
all kind of spazzly, frazzly, like his fingers are splaying every which way. And then you notice he drops his sword. Mm. And this is my favorite part about this. Garrick lifts up a tattooed skeleton and throws him. You recognize the same tattoos, a similar design of what Vareed used to have on his. Do you have a cousin he didn't tell me about? I had many cousins once. Don't be foolish. Arcturus does that to all their paladins. Oh. Hmm. Chad just did the <laughs> fastest 90 degree head flick I've ever seen. It's like, is your ca- neck okay? <laughs> <laughs> out of character, I'm just like, I thought your god was a different god. <laughs> You notice Percival's holy effects are still on him, mm-hmm. but he has been excommunicated. <laughs> In the holiest of race. You see Garrick lifted up. Your holiness. You hear this in, like, you hear him talking, but to no one, kind of in mm-hmm. your ear. I'm afraid it's true. You have somebody in the cloth working for the enemy. And then the connection goes short. You see him, like, lift a couple of his holy, like, artifacts and the sword. Mm -hmm. And he puts them into the, like, aluminum bags and seals them up. And you hear him, like, whisper something to a pebble. And then he opens it into the palm of his hand and drops it in. Hmm. And then crushes the pebble. And scatters it to the wind. If anyone should ask what happens here, what should we tell them? I killed His Excellency, of course. We can't let the enemy know we know. I killed Percival. I killed his I killed his excellency. I killed his elite guard. As far as the world is now concerned, I'm public enemy number one. It's what he would have wanted. If you don't take my word for it, he produces a gilded parchment. Mm-hmm. Why not hear it directly from him? And he tosses, uh, technically, you would have been closest, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, face of the party. He tosses you the, uh, the gilded <laughs> parchment. Don't open it here. Remember, the shadows are still listening. Mm-hmm. And he, uh... Now, if you don't mind, I have some unfinished business to tend to. All this blood will likely attract carrion. We don't need this area getting more infested than it already is. He pulls out a few gold pieces and kind of just fiddles with them a little bit. 
And then he pulls out a little bell and tolls it. You guys might want to run. <laughs> I literally just grab her and throw my on my shoulder and start booking it. Easy now, she can run herself. <laughs> Can you tell I wanted this done quickly? Yeah. <laughs> I got all the important story beats out. Mm -hmm. Spooky, scary. <laughs> spooky, spooky, scary, scary. So, you guys, uh, Vareed, as you, uh, this is very important. I want, I really want to set the tone here. Vareed, as you get into the, uh, onto your horse you notice two things a small black leather sack that when you look into it contains the stone with a handprint mm -hmm. and on the left breech of your armor a small hempen cloth scrawled in blood that says you're next Parta, be more careful. This place is dangerous. No this more trying to get the eyeballs? I guess not. <laughs> no. Definitely no more eyeballs. No. You guys have, for the sake of expediency, no danger. We're going to say that this 20 I rolled was your divine grace. <laughs> Everything that would have gone wrong now does not go wrong. <laughs> Except for that which I have planned to go wrong for the sake of story. Mm -hmm. Does that sound boring? No. Kind of. It's a little boring, but it sets up a lot of cool stuff. Moving on. You guys make it back to town. Oh, we went all the way back to him. Oh, yeah, no, you guys, uh, technically, Quinn was not at the tower. He, mm -hmm. he had a note saying, found an interesting... Lead. Found an interesting lead going to uh, head back to town and then explore it. Mm -hmm. Just because it's easier to keep Quinn off screen for this moment. Uh, you notice that a lot of uh, the runes have been re-scrawled, though. Mm. So either he met up with somebody... Like a runesmith, or he followed some guide to try and mimic it. You notice a lot of the runes that were scratched out at the tower are replaced, and it seems like the roads are slightly safer because maybe of the time of day. Mm -hmm. But you guys get back to town, and you guys are going to reconvene at the Golden Hornet. Mm -hmm. We're doing separate adventures? What do you mean? Quinn is doing uh, a separate Quinn, adventure. Quinn is off on his own for now. Because our resident sorcerer could not make it today. So, you are now at the Golden Hornet. And the bartender is... Uh, the, the bar itself is now a lot livelier. I guess business got a bit more rougher since last we were here this morning. Different lands, different customs. Mm. You just see... Uh, as you guys uh, walk in, you overhear two gentlemen uh, drinking. They look like uh, dock workers. They've got really rough, leathery hands. One of them's a brunette. One of them's a blonde. 
and they're both uh, having drinks out. They're both really scraggly-looking fellas, and one of them kind of goes to the other, Can you believe it? Carlisle and Crims just walked out the fucking docks. Just straight up turned in all their stuff. Left their wives off for adventure. Heard they went, uh, what was it, up north a couple days ago. Hired some adventurers. All off to find some ruins or something claiming riches. Hmm. Other fools, if you ask me. Carlisle and Crims about as, you know, smart as a box of rocks. So, uh... Likely they'll be back in a few days with tails between their heads, you know. I'm guessing the monsters aren't up north near the ruins, or they're at least strong enough to fight them off? You'll see, if you ever go up north. Uh-huh. So, you notice that, that w- that's kind of a, a little clue drop. Some people left for some ruins up north. Carlisle and... Krim. With supposedly some riches... I mean, I, ruins to the north is what I put. And if they're in trouble, we could always use a butler the, for the fortress. What, what fortress? fortress? <laughs> Are you going mad? Mem- memories again? Weird dreams again? They're so wonderful. They're not weird. Not at all. So. Mom, you have to ask you for one of those cookies. <laughs> so you, uh. You go up to the bartender, he goes, Ah, my. Latest adventurers back again. Successful job, well done. Heard you got a, uh, heard you got our old benefactor out of a nice spot of trouble. Mm. That what you heard? Well, I mean, he came by perfectly healthy and well. Actually, uh, left you a, a token of his appreciation. It's over. Uh, Round back, you'll uh, go ask Gloria for it. The benefactor okay. would not be Echo Excellency. <laughs> what? Uh, we I I head around back. We just follow no, up this. You guys don't even want to celebrate for a round of drinks. It's been a long day. And what better than to celebrate a long day with some drinks on me? Come on, <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. Oh man. Drinks. All right. Come on. Do you have cookies as well? Our cake is good too. Ah! Cookies. What, what kind would you like? Macarons. Macarons. You want macaroons? Rons. Macarons. Those aren't fucking cookies, but baked goods. They are cookies. He gives you a small plate of Suitable for a little girl of about five macarons. Eats. <laughs> Are you going to eat one? No. You feel as though if you've eaten a full meal. Are they trying to keep me skinnier or something? <laughs> eat another one. Find out what happens, Violet. <laughs> A constitution saving throw. Ooh, what is in here? 20! I can't even make it up. I couldn't knock her out. I can't knock her unconscious if I fucking try. It's like you basically have to have a monster do it, and even then it has a hard time. You feel ill? You realize you've made a grave error. Ew! 
No, no, it's not ew. You just you've made a grave error. It tastes delicious, scrumptious. You but you feel you ate too much. You're like you're now sluggish. I could say you're at disadvantage on all saving throws for the rest of the day. How's that? Don't make me make it. You have disadvantage on concentration, too, young lady. <laughs> oh, wait, technically you do, because that's a fucking saving throw. So, ha! You have disadvantage on all saving throws. <laughs> Next time, you'll listen to me when I say you feel full. Yeah. You, Sarah, you... never trust the smiling DM. And you got a 20 on that. <laughs> that's all you get. <laughs> Parda's just pouting in the corner. She's like, I don't feel good. (laughs) But they were good. Right? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, you guys celebrate with a round of drinks. And uh, you notice Gloria brings you uh, the bag of stuff. Presents! Now that you're nice and secluded, you guys are in like a little area. Uh, the uh, at the front of the little thing that you receive from your benefactor, it basically just says uh, "open when allowed." Basically, mm-hmm. Bereed, you you open up the parchment and you. Basically, it asks, uh, before you read, you hear a voice in your head say, uh, gather your friends around your arms. Mm-hmm. Yep, so. Boom. So you guys basically have to hold on to him with one arm. Mm-hmm. And, Vareed, you're going to read this, and everybody will hear it magically in their head without anyone actually being able to hear it. Because this is a special scroll of listening and dictation. So you hear in your voice, His Excellency. Mm-hmm. Hello, old friends. If you're hearing this, then you know I am dead. I'm sorry it took so long for us to get you out. Unfortunately, following the excommunication of a her- heretical cleric, it was hard to get you out of the public eye. The only way I could get them to forgive you was to make you do the things you're best at. Vareed, I understood you took a lot of lives while in prison. I'm sure that pleased you to no end. No, it was not my intention to keep you there so long. Parda, you and I met but once. But you are a trusted young lady. In quotes, it says, no snarkiness, lady shit flower. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that one of my colleagues gave you a pair of wands. Yep. Mayhaps this note will explain to you what they can do. Whoa. Finally! You find a piece, like a little note in elven script that will explain the notes of which the wands he carried. I'll give that to you later. Gorak, I know you're there too. 
You know why you were hired. Aye, sir. <laughs> Not actually a lot of dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <Point of> average intelligence. <laughs> so, here. Uh, to those of you. Wait, where's the dragon? <laughs> Damn it. You notice part of the letter squiggles out because Quinn wasn't there. Can't actually give him that part. But uh, basically he says uh, Gorak can be trusted. Gorak has been a pseudo-agent of my retinue for several years. He's helped hunt down heretics, enemies of the state, and he happens to have a pretty good head about the things you'll be facing in that continent. I know you might have some questions, but if I had answers to the problems we face, I would have told them to you in person, I fear. I must warn you that nowhere is safe anymore, and that my final wish to all of you is to find my son. And you notice the letter starts to dissolve. <laughs> what? <laughs> Please feel free to react. Have <laughs> not need That's to basically what I was trying to do. It's like, fuck. Uh. Our characters learned that Chauncey was his Eklund's son, yes? No. No? Nope. You, he mentioned he always had, his father was always very powerful. I've hinted at it. <laughs> okay, we just don't know. Would Gorak know that or no? Um, you might know, no. Um, Can I give a roll on that to see if I would or no? It's not really common knowledge. It's something he's kept. I'm going to say that you don't know. All right. Just, uh... Do we even know where his son is or where he should be? Nope. No clue. Only if we find <laughs> Garrick. I've heard his kid could be anywhere. At hey, that exact moment, the fuck boy walks in. <laughs> White hair and coat of straw, drunk off his ass. <laughs> oh, man, what a day. Oh, crack, crack. <laughs> My favorite people! He pulls up a chair and slouches it sideways. You rang? <laughs> Do you know who His Excellency's son is? The bar goes quiet. <laughs> you find he sobers up rather quickly. Now why on earth would you want to know that? Because a very dear uh, friend no, wants us to save him. I use the message cantrip to Garrick to explain what, okay, ju Garrick, what like, just happened. <laughs> with the, you, you know, the, with the letter and everything. He responds going, If I tell you, I would be putting Chauncey in danger. You just see my chop drop, like, 
Well, no, like, when you use the message cantrip, you're technically, the person you use can respond. Right. Exactly. He responds. So now you know Chauncey is officially Lord Garlemald's son. He does. Yes, and he will tell you all, I'm sure. Right. Using cantrips. Yes. I do message to the, to both of them, letting him know. Like Chauncey is fucking Lord, Gar- His Excellency is fucking son. That little shit getting trained by the gods. He just looks at you all really loud. Stop shouting! <laughs> I'm assuming we're shouting. Yes, message. you're all just caps locks. What are you doing? So, uh, there you go. Deus Ex explanation. You all now know. Oh. Out loud to Garrick, what should we do now? Go after the crystal pyramid head! That's one thing you can do, optionally. However, in-game, uh, Garrick basically just goes to you all um, through your telekinetic message cantrip earlobe pearl thingies, mm-hmm. whatever we want to call them at the time. I need you to kill the bitch that's behind this. The bitch that's behind the fakey excellency or behind this godforsaken land? All of it. Let's get her. Let's go, fucker. <laughs> Let's go, fucker. We have people to kill and places to see. <laughs> so... Uh, Garrett kind of explains to you all, uh, he, he takes you into a back door with a, he, he walks up to a, a redwood door that's been finely polished with a steel handle and he pushes it open and invites you in. And you notice where he leads you is like not part of the tavern. Mm -hmm. You realize he has used a dimensional door and brought you literally to a pocket dimension in the tavern that shuts behind you. He goes, too many prying eyes out there. People started to look at us funny, thinking we're going crazy, had too much ale. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't tell if that was on purpose or not. Sort of was, sort of was. (laughs) We'll work with it. We'll go with it. Cool. Those are the best in character moments when you can't tell if they're actually out of character or not. So, uh... He, he looks at you all and goes, Two weeks ago, His Excellency was in his quarters. Sound. Safe. His Excellency's not exactly a, a heavy sleeper. The man doesn't even need sleep. He's been alive for so damn long. Time to him is... It's just a construct. It's... Somebody managed to slip into his private quarters and stabbed him with a wound so deep not even he could fix it. No one in Fomalhaut could fix it. He bled to death in four hours. His closest retinue? Murdered. His two sons, his two eldest sons, murdered. Anyone that's had a tie to him has been slowly 
strictly killed in various ways, all in ways and places that nobody should have access to. Mm. There's word his holiness is at risk. If the papal state, if the actual holy see of Arcturus falls, I don't want to know what's going to happen. Obviously, we have people on the inside trying to figure out that fucking thing. But if Percival, first of his house, and divine paladin, one of the seven men that guide the Holy See, is fucking corrupted by whoever leads this band of demons, I shudder to think what this continent holds. You guys were able to stop a literal death god 200 years ago. I think you can stop a real god of chaos now. Hmm. Well, I got Probably. some new tools and fun things to use. I love your enthusiasm. He just looks whimsically at you. <laughs> Any challenge the Horde Father puts before us, I will challenge it back. He looks at you and goes, May the four winds guide you. <laughs> I... This might be the first time somebody's actually recognized religion in a way that you understand. I wish we had a camera because he would have had that like just smirk of like, oh yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm going to keep it simple. I've got Chauncey. I'm constantly moving him. In fact, I've got three of me moving him. Does he know that you're moving him or does he even know you? Of course Chauncey knows me. I've been his ward for the last year. Oh. I just thought you were moving him and he's like, okay, time to move again. No, no. He's well aware of the threats at this point. Mm. He actually made full prosecutor. Hmm. Nice. He's grown quite well. He has his father's physique. So we need to kill chaos gods and ensure that Chauncey is on the throne. Now, now, he's too young for the throne. We'll worry about that when all this trouble's over. Don't worry. I, I, can, I can see the gears in your head. No, I'm not going for that. Remember, I'm public enemy number one. There's a big power vacuum that not even I can fill. Though it is tempting. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have to at least give him that. So he, he basically goes, Chauncey is not your primary concern, Garrick has that under control. Mm -hmm. He's using his mirror images and basically moving him around mm -hmm. to try and keep the the the, sh the chaos demons at bay. It's your guys' job now to try and weed out the big players and put them to an end. Eradicate! Eradicate. You got any idea where we should start looking? Not the faintest clue. Not even a name? If I had a name, I'd give it to you. But that's what he hired you for. You were one of the greatest bounty hunters on the last continent. Mm -hmm. Far fewer people alive on this continent, I'm sure, that can get in your way. <laughs> oh, and uh, that reminds me. He pulls out a little bank slip. As of uh, a week ago, Nomeo's been put back in charge of your funds. 
<laughs> Don't spend it all in one place, Tiger. Of course not. You find on your Mac passport the amount of money doesn't even track. It goes it, once it gets past the initial seven zeros, it just has a little plus <laughs> on both of their passports. <laughs> About to say, <laughs> you're just like what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get this much money? <laughs> well, we saved His Excellency when he was a kid. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> I'm here, I'll do the whole thing for you. Don't worry. I know. I can, I can hear how this conversation goes already. It's the running joke of this character. I try to keep up with what happened. Does he really believe it? I'm trying to get you guys to explain to him everything that happened because his character doesn't know. Right. So, uh, yes, you guys do have your money. It's just the things of what you want to spend it on, really. Mm-hmm. Um... You will be. You two are able to comfortably buy just about anything you can get your hands on. However, it is a matter of availability. Right. Uh-huh. So, and do remember, you can only have like two things attuned at a time. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't be gods. You are not allowed to attune a ring to each finger, including your toes. You can't wear three <laughs> amulets and two crowns, and no two weapons. And I already have one ring right now. I couldn't tell if you were... <laughs> I thought it was on her middle finger. That would have been perfect. I honestly thought you were like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it would be fitting. It would be so on brand. Okay, moving forward. So there you go. There's the big setup. You guys now have a goal. The stakes. There's just one last thing we need to do to tie up this episode. Mm. Hmm. He says, I have a thing en route for you all tomorrow. Consider it a home away from home. But getting it's been a little tricky. And by tricky, I mean Aaron's been sleeping on the job. (laughs) He sleeps? He's got to take a break between kills sometime. Some seven-headed dragon, I think, is his current thing right now. Not a hydra, I mean an actual fucking dragon with like 12 wings. Things crazy. It's in some demi-plane in the fucking earth. No, air fucking plane. Hmm. Baphomet? Baphomet's a demon, you fuck. I thought Baphomet in D&D lore was a seven-headed dragon. Nope, Baphomet's still just a normal demon lord. Oh. Who am I thinking of, then? I didn't Tiamat? Maybe. But nope, still bigger. Not as big a god as Tiamat. This is just a thing that exists oh. that I'm making up. It's just an hour and, like, implacable, weird, overly powerful-sounding creature that only Aurin could be hunting because okay. it's him. So, he should have that sometime for you tomorrow. In the meantime, I've secured you the finest rooms at the local inn. Meaning you won't be sleeping on hay, ba- hay bales. So, A real bed? A real bed. Don't get used to it. All right, out you go. He opens up the door and you find yourselves walking into the inn. Mm-hmm. Ah, you must be... Our guests, please, this way. He points you all to your rooms. Does that mean I can sleep off whatever I have right now? What's that? 
Does that mean I can sleep off whatever I have right now? Yes. Yay. Bye. Sorry to make you waste all that, but I had to put the looming threat over your head. Be careful. Difficult to ask him what kind. There was any clues for what? Who attacked him? Oh, I thought I was asking for just a name. He's got nothing. But that's your job. You're the you're a bounty hunter. You're good at tracking, getting names. That's your job. Yeah. That is your character. I just trait. wanted to know if there was anything that would point him on that path. Nope. Time to just get into the dirt. Mm-hmm. All right. Look for big bads and uh, kill them and interrogate them. Yeah. You mean interrogate and kill, but I like your methods too. <laughs> so, I've been kind of leading up to this all episode, but I think it's time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in a manner of words. Uh, Parda, you you spend a little while winding down the, the grumbling in your tummy. You know Gorak is sound asleep. Slurping on monster. <laughs> Sorry. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> Hashtag coo. <laughs> Um, when you hear a raven crow in the distance. From the window? Or? Yeah. Like, you just in the wilderness, you hear a, a random raven cry. Open the window. You see no raven. Aww. But you do see a Can feather sh- near the tree. Near the tree? Yes. Pluck no, no, I mean, like, there's a tree out the window, and you can see, like, some raven feathers falling down. It's, you know it's not wise to leave, as you recognize that to go to the tree would mean to walk beyond the line. Oh. Yes. I knew I'd be able to deter her one way for another. This is, <laughs> this is not really an interactive piece. This is just scene dressing. <laughs> Vareed, mm-hmm. you were sound asleep until you heard your window creak. Push you. <laughs> you quickly take stock of the room and find that your window is open maybe half an inch. And that something with very sharp claws, seems to have dragged itself through. The look on his face is priceless. <laughs> the look on his face is so good. And I, you, I, have, I must remind you, you don't sleep in armor. I know. I just have my my, my fireballs ready to. <laughs> so you you've got like your flame hands kind of ready. Yep. And now imagining the loincloth. Oh. Down, girl, down. <laughs> Remember, this is a tense moment. Vareed's room has just been broken into. From behind you, on the bed, you hear, It's been a while. Do you turn around? Yes. You see no one. I assume you then, like, turn around back facing where you were. (laughs) Yep. You see a familiar raven-haired figure with its 
her black beak and metal arm sitting at the foot of your bed. Really, Shay? Indeed. You notice she feels and looks a lot healthier than she used to. What happened to you? She produces a dagger. She removes the dagger. <laughs> Pretty simple. I got a jail out of uh, get out of jail free card. You notice she actually speaks English, mm. talks, not squawks. Mm-hmm. And her gem is a lot bigger, a lot more full. And she has fresh blood on her beak. Tell me, old friend, do you remember much of your past life? Not much. Just a lot of violence. I have a friend that could help with that, you know. Well, what price? The same price we all pay in the end. Care to join? Yes. You're a poor liar, Veridoth, as you always were. Vareed, you feel two knives drive between your back left ribs. <laughs> you see the Shay at the edge of the bed fade away and the real Shay is behind you with her beak behind your ear. You should have known to never trust a pretty face. As she drives them deeper into your ribs and you feel like you're the blood spilling from out of you you have a faint reminder of a feeling you briefly glimpse and you look like you see I would say a plane of stars and silvery figures and a familiar black haired figure standing over your body with bloody knives as you lay down on your bed, bleeding to death, incapable of moving, Shay puts two gold coins over your eyes and says, just like old times. Thanks everybody for joining this episode. We'll see you again next time. What? <laughs> <laughs>